Yeah, it's gonna be quick. Um, okay, so we are up to pay bays amid bays. Uh, two lines from the bottom. I wanted to clarify this point because this became clear. As I said, I was recording the future daf. And daf pay Zion is actually very related to pay base. Uh, the Gemara said like this: If a man, uh, if a woman makes a nether where she asks two loaves of bread, one loaf, of, one loaf of bread, she's very into, and it would cause her distress to not eat. One loaf of bread she doesn't care for at all. The question is when the husband removes the so he's allowed to be made by the chalik of the loaf of bread that she finds distressful, is the other loaf of bread automatically mutter? So what's the machlekas about? So there's a long run, but I just want to clarify this point. In Daf Zayin, the Gemara has machlekas tanoim, but the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, which is the Mishnah in Pezayin, is that based on a Pasuk, if a man is mefar, half of the neder, the entire neder goes away. And meaning, I'm sorry, if you're mefar half, it's not effective unless you're mefar entirely. That's the halacha. So that, that's according to the Rad. So you have to be mefar the entire thing, basically. And if you're mefar half of it, it doesn't work. So the shaila over here, we had a machlaikas, if you have the two loaves of bread, one's distressful, one's not distressful, in general, you'll say, you say to yourself, don't you have to make for the whole thing? Why would half of it be okay? Why is there an opinion that holds? Like, I understand the opinion that holds the entire thing is gone because that's the point. When it comes to hafara, it's all or nothing. The reason the opinion holds that you could be mefar just half and the other half is not mefar, just wanted to clarify that point, is because over here, only one is distressful and one is not. Meaning if they were both distressful and conceptually the husband could remove all, he has to remove all. He can't just remove half. That's the opinion of Pezayim. The only reason why over here it's a Shailah is over here, do we say, well, it's one nether. So if the husband has to go all, he's got to go all, and he's got to remove both of them. The other opinion, Rav Yechanan said, no, what he's distressful, he removes. What he d- does not find distressful, he doesn't remove. Because over here, it, the, the reason, I just want to clarify this point, the reason why this is different is because over here, only one of the loaves, he has a heter to remove. So the, he, Rav Yechanan holds this concept that the husband has to remove everything. He has to remove everything that he can. And over here, he could only remove one loaf. So he could legitimately leave the other loaf untouched. The other opinion says no. When it comes to hafara, it's all or nothing. Okay. So now, so you have a machleikas over here again. If you have two loaves, one's distressful and you could remove, one you cannot remove. When the husband removes half, does the entire neder go away and both loaves are mutter? You say no. He only removes what he can remove. What he can't remove stays intact. So I used to have a kasha. It's a very strange kasha. When you, but if you think about it, it makes... At first, it's like, where is this coming from? But conceptually, I get it. The Gemara says like this. You have a woman who made herself a Nazir, but she doesn't keep the halachas. She's going to cemeteries. She's drinking wine. What's the halacha? She gets lashes. Okay, that's incredibly posh. Let's say the husband removes the vow. She doesn't know this. She just keeps going. She goes to cemeteries, not realizing that her husband removed the vow. She's not a Nazira anymore. The halacha is she doesn't get lashes. Why? Because when the husband removed the vow, she's not no longer in Azira. Okay. He could remove the vow without her knowledge. Oh, so you'd have to say, so the Gemara, it's clear from the Gemara that not drinking wine is distressful. So, oh, that's exactly the point though. Here's the Shiloh. Here's the kasha. The husband is removing her nazira, right? A nazira, think about it. We had before, you had two loaves of bread. One neder, two loaves of bread. 
Loaf A causes her distress. Loaf B doesn't. So Rav Yochanan says, so when you remove loaf A, loaf A becomes mutter, but loaf B still stays the same. So the Gemara is basically asking, according to Rav Yochanan, every Nazira is the same way. Every Nazira, well, I'll just say, the Gemara is instantly going to reject because of your face, but the, every, Nazira, <laughs> every Nazira has this component to it. Let's say when it comes to the wine component. There's, when she becomes a Nazira, she's offering wine, which is distressful for her not to drink, but she's also offering grape seeds and peels which is not distressful. So the Gemara says, so the husband removed the vow, she's no longer in a zero. The Gemara says, but why? Why don't we say the husband removed, the same way the husband only removed one loaf, which is distressful, the other loaf stays the same. Why don't you say the same thing? She's no longer a nazir regarding wine. So wine is permitted, but the grape seeds and the peels, which is not distressful, should remain aser. And therefore this woman who's just breaking halacha, she's going to cemeteries drinking wine, eating grape seeds, whatever, she should get lashes. In other words, every time you have a nazira that the husband removes, why does he remove it entirely? He should just remove the components of a nazira that causes her distress. If you're going to like, you know, mamash make it like a surgery that he removes just the loaf that's permitted, but the other loaf not, so why don't you say the same thing every single nazira? removes the wine component, but the eating peels and grape, ne- grape uh, seeds should remain also. Why, 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 are we, why when it comes to Nazir is it a flour soup, but when it comes to the loaves of bread, we're like laser focused, just that loaf is mutter, that loaf is not mutter. What's the distinction? So the Gemara says, Amr of Yosef, ain't Naziris l'chatsayim. There's no Naziris half. Meaning, two, two, two explanations according to that. First of all, there's no such thing as a half Nazir. So you can't, what are you trying to say? That she's a Nazira not regarding wine, but regarding grape seeds? That's not a thing. First of all, that's not a thing. You can't be a Nazira for something. It's either all or nothing. But also, the, the Ran also says another shot. Uh, actually, this is from um, uh, this is from the Briskarov. He explains in the Rambam that he also says, there's also a, a, a difference between these two cases. You're trying to compare a Nazira where we're not as laser-focused, we just remove it, to the case where she ossered in one nether two loaves of bread. But over there, there were two separate items being ossered. Over here, it was one nether, meaning, well, over there, it was, it was one statement. But the statement was about two subjects, two independent loaves of bread that have no connection to each other. So therefore, you could argue, okay, loaf A and loaf B are completely unrelated, so she's mutter for loaf A, not mutter for loaf B. I get that. Nazira is one statement. It's one action. Therefore, you either remove or you keep. So, a nazir is There's no such thing as a half nazir. Let's go with the first chat, the round. You can't be a half nazir. So, if she became a nazira and she has reasons to remove her naziris because there's elements of her naziris that's distressful, gone. There's no such thing. You could have two loaves of bread. You could only offer one. There's no such thing. It's not like you're bound by rules. By naziris, there are rules. There's no such thing as a half nazir. Now, okay, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. The answer is quite simple. Now, here's the, here's the problem. The Gemara, because it mentioned there's no such thing as a half Nazira, the Gemara makes an interesting deduction from this, and then it turns into like a whole little tangent before we go back to our sugya. The Gemara says like this, Amr Abaya, Amr Abaya, HaKarban Lechatsi Nazira Sika. Abaya doesn't like the Lashen because it says there's no such thing as a half Nazira, meaning you're either a full Nazir or you're not. The Gemara, Abaya deduces from this, that there's no such thing as, as a half nazir in, in, in a person, meaning you're either a nazir or you're not, but there is a half nazir in time. 
But it, it, the, the, meaning, the Gemara is saying, basically saying that, like, that when we said that there's no such thing as a half nazir, I mean, you can't be a nazir for certain halachas and not for other halachas. You're either in or you're out. Once you're not a nazir for one halacha, you're out. The Gemara deduces from his lashon, Abai is like, does that mean to say that you're either in or you're out, but you could be a half nazir in time? Meaning, let's say someone counts 15 days of naziris and then the husband revokes it. Well, you were a half nazir. You should bring half the. You should bring carbonos because you were a half nazir. Meaning, there's no half naziris in halachas. But once you're a full nazir, you could be a full nazir half of the time. I don't know why Abaya deduces that from this Gemara, but Abaya is like, well, you said there's no such thing as a half nazir, but that implies that you could be a full nazir half of the time. So Abaya says, is that true? But that's not true. If you're a half, if you're a full nazir half of the time, then the husband revokes it. You don't bring carbonos. So the Gemara says, no. Abaya says, nazir carbon No, 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 no. There's no. You're not. You can't be a half nazir. You can't be a full nazir half the time. There's no such thing. Okay. Now that we mentioned that you cannot be a full nazir half the time, which means that if a woman is a full nazir, right? When you're done naziris, you bring carbonos. Let's say she's a full nazir. Let's say the naziris is supposed to be 30 days, and it lasts 15 days, and then it's revoked. She doesn't bring any carbonos because she was never a nazir. She didn't fulfill the whole time period. But the gemara, and we said there's no such thing as a full nazir half the time. The Gemara says, is that true? Meisve, is that true? Ha'isha shenadir bin nazir. You have a woman who made herself a nazira. And then um, she contaminated. And the halacha is that when you contaminate, you bring three karbanos. You bring two birds, a chatas and an of, and then an asham. And then hifrish behemta, she set aside the animals as karbanos. But before, right, when you contaminate, you bring the karbanos, then you restart, do the whole full naziris again. She sets aside the karbanos, and then the husband revokes it. So she wasn't a full naziris. Her naziris was sort of cut in half, cut short, so to speak. What's the halacha? Mevia chata sa'if. She brings, out of the three karbanos, she brings the bird chatas. Ve'ina mevia oila sa'if. And she doesn't bring the rest of the karbanos. She Oh, so the Gemara says, If you're, what you're saying is correct, that, that you're all or nothing. You're either all a Nazir entirely, you're either a full Nazir for all the time, there's no such thing as a full Nazir half the time, then why are you bringing Chathas Oh, So the Gemara says, well, okay, that doesn't, you didn't, okay, so, so you, that doesn't really explain it anyway, because I'll tell you like this. The Brysa says that she brings just one out of the three carbonos. So you're saying, well, if, if it's nothing, why are you bringing anything? Well, if it's something, why don't you bring everything, right? right? You're only bringing one out of three. So, so the Gemara is saying, if, if you're telling me that there's no such thing as a half Nazir, why am I bringing one? So the Gemara says, well, okay, so what are you going to say? There is a thing as a half nazir, so why aren't you bringing all? Meaning, in other words, this is just, it's clearly a strange halacha because you're bringing one. The Gemara is saying, according to you, you should bring nothing. The Gemara says, okay, then what's the response? Then shouldn't you bring everything? Meaning, in other words, if you're either a half nazir, either a half nazir is something or it's nothing. So we said it's nothing. The Gemara says, why am I bringing chata sa'of? It must be something. Well, if it's something, why am I not bringing everything? So the Gemara says, Omar says, okay, so let's say you, you go with your assumption. I'm wrong. There's, a, there's such a thing as a half Naziris. If a woman is a Naziris half the time, then the husband nullifies the vow. She, she, is, she was a Nazir because it was half the time. Then, then why doesn't she bring all the Karbanos? That she should bring everything. So, so, so the answer is, evidently we're both right. When we said that, right, one opinion, uh, we asked the question, is there a full Naziris half the time? Could you be a Nazir half the time? So we said no. And then Gemara says, well, 
you bring one chatas, so it must be yes. Well, if it's yes, then it should be all. What's the answer? The answer is, you're a quasi-nazer. How so? So the Gemara says, Ain carbon Really, you're not, it's not a Naziris, and you don't have to bring carbonus at all. So why do you bring a chatas? The chatas of the Maisia, the reason why we bring chatas of is chatas of is different, it's unique. The halacha is that the chatas, the bird chatas carbon is brought very, very easily. It's brought, uh, it's, it's, it's very easy to bring the carbon, meaning the chiyuv triggers very easily. And the halacha is that if a woman, let's say she gives birth and she's not sure whether she gave birth to a baby or it was just a heavy flow, the halacha is she's not sure whether she miscarried or not, she brings a chatas ha'of. Even though it's a suffolk, you bring a chatas ha'of. What do you see from this? It says, you see the chatas ha'of, you bring very quickly, very easily. It's like anytime there's a suffolk, just bring it. So too over here, really, you're not a full nazira for half the time. So why do you bring Chatzasov? Because Chatzasov is the one carbon that we're much more likely to tell you to bring. Right, just intrinsically part of the it's, it, it's evidently it's something different. It's it's evidently something. It's some sort of it's some sort of like you were close enough. It was something so you can bring Chatzasov. You're right, but it's not a Naziris, but it's something enough just to bring Chatzasov. Why Chatzasov and not the others? Chatzasov will just bring anytime there's even a Shemetz of a something will bring Chatzasov. Why wouldn't you mention? Um, what do you mean? Where? I don't. I, I don't know. I I've lost the cases. Didn't we have a case before that they didn't that you know, they said you don't have to bring everything in the middle? You finished it. No, 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 no. It said no. It said um, no. It said she just brings a chatas of. So and the gemara was exactly. So the gemara is trying to figure out is that is that uh, is that an indic, in, indicative of the fact that she's a full nazir? The answer is no. So why does she bring chatas of? Because you'll bring chatas of anytime there's a shemitz of anything. We're going to make you bring well, a chatas. No, not to my knowledge. When, so, he, when he cancels her nether, is, 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 it's not canceled retroactively. No, so she'd never been a correct. So it's from here on out. So, so there was a period where she correct did, she was technically a nazir. A nazir True. So I guess so that's enough that we'll bring Hazasov exactly. On yeah, but it's not a naziris. But the point is, it's not that we look at it as that was a, a component in and of itself, a significant component of itself. Because then we would bring the other through the answers. It's enough just to trigger the Hazasov. It's like a quasi, it's like Evan said, it's like you're kind of a nazir, kind of not a nazir, enough that, well, bring a chatasayf. It's the it's one carbon, yeah, it's the chatasayf you bring, it's the, one, uh, it's the one carbon that we'll bring. Um, now, the Gemara has a similar question to what we had before, but instead, again, we had before, we started a discussion, they have a woman who has, who made a neder on, made a neder on two loaves of bread, one is distressful, one is not. The husband, so says Rav Yochanan, he's allowed to remove the distressful one, but the other loaf stays intact. So we had a question. Every Naziris is like that. When you remove, let's say, the wine, the wine is distressful, but the wine pits and the seeds are not distressful. So why is it one foul swoop? So we said, there's no such thing as a half Naziris. You're either a Nazir or you're not. So when we remove the wine, we remove all components of it. The Gemara asks a very similar question, but instead of focusing on the wine part, the Gemara says, same question, but every Naziris, forget about wine and grape seeds. Every Naziris, what are the two main halachas by Naziris? Wine and cemeteries. When a husband removes the Naziris, what's the distressful part? It's the wine. So why don't you say the same thing? The cemetery should be intact. It's a very similar question, but instead of dissecting within wine to say that the grape seed should be intact, it's saying, why don't we keep, say that the wine should be removed, but the cemetery should not be removed? It's a, a very similar question. What's the difference? Oh, so I'll get to the answer in a second. So the Gemara says, 
If we're saying that a husband removes Naziris or removes Nadarim, he does it like a surgeon, he just removes what's distressful and what's not distressful remains intact. Then why don't you say the same thing? He removes the wine components of the Naziris, but he doesn't remove the cemetery components of a Naziris, because that's not distressful. So obviously, the, the obvious question is, same answer. There's no such thing as a half Naziris. So let's do the answer, and I'll tell you uh, what the, the Ron says. Omri, the Gemara says, your entire premise is incorrect. Not going to cemeteries is distressful. Why? Why would someone want to go to a cemetery, go to a Levaya? The Gemara says, we've had this before. Meaning, we're assuming that the component of a Naziris that's distressful is the not drinking. The answer is the not going to funerals is also distressful. How so? That a person who's living should think about his actions. The Gemara says, That we've had this before, that the way it works is that people treat you the way you treat them. If someone goes to cemeteries and takes care of them, then when they pass away, they're going to go to their funeral. But if someone blows off every funeral and doesn't go to anything, then people aren't going to go to them. So the reason why it's distressful for a woman when she's in a zero, or for a man as well, not to go to funerals, you'll say, well, why is that distressful? Because she knows, uh, not she, let's say this person, she, her best friend passed away. That's distressful to not go to the funeral. You're going to say, why? You avoid, you avoid crying. Yeah, but, but that's part of the relationship. I go to them, they go to me, and it's part of the, we care about each other. We go to each other's sad parts as well. So the Gemara is saying, you thought at first that going to the funeral is not distressful. Not going to funerals is not distressful. It is distressful. Now, the Ran asks Akasha. The Ran, I'll just run, I'll read it inside. It's on the right side. The Ran, the Ran says, and the Ran says, why don't you just answer the same question, which is, you asked, why don't we just remove the wine component and not the, the Tumas Mace component, because that's not distressful. Now, the Gemara's answer was that Tumas Mace is distressful, but put that aside. Just say the same thing. There's no such thing as a half Nazir. You can't split up Naziris. So the Ran says two answers. First of all, Tuma ain't of a Naziris. Death, uh, the Tumas Mace element is not as connected to the wine part of Naziris. Why? There is a type of Nazir that is not allowed to drink wine, but is allowed to go to uh, Tumas Mace. So because you do find a Nazir that has the wine component, but not the Tumas Mace component, the Gemara feels maybe you could dissect it. But the second answer, I think, is the Iker answer, and that is the Gemaras could have answered that, but it's teaching you another thing, and that is not going to cemeteries is distressful. How is that, Nagaya? Let's say a woman stam makes a nether, she's not going to go to cemeteries. Forget about Nazir. She's a woman stam, says, I'm not going to cemeteries anymore. I'm not going to funerals anymore. The halach is the husband can nullify the, fu- nullify the vow. Why? What, is it comp- what, what, what head does it fall under? Uh, distress. And you see from this Gemara that not going, the Gemara wants to basically teach that point that not going to funerals is considered distressful because it could have other halachic ramifications regarding Nidarim um, in its own, uh, its own form. Okay. Now, a new topic. The Mishnah says like this Koinam Shani Nenelabriyos. I'm going to read the Mishnah. You're going to see there's already one line in the Mishnah. It's like a little tricky to how, to how it flows. A woman says, I'm not benefiting from anybody. Anybody. Now, she cuts off everybody. The Shaila in the Gemara is that she cut off her husband as well. So the halacha is, um, there's no nullifying that vow. 
Now, I, we said yesterday that even if she cut off one person, that's enough to, to that's considered uh, distressful and you can nullify. But we said yesterday that was according to the Rabbonon. This is Rav Yossi, right? All the Mishnahis in this parak is Rav Yossi. Rav Yossi has a very, very strict view on what's considered distressful. And Rav Yossi feels that as long as she can get food from somewhere else, not distressful. So therefore, if she cuts off everybody, you cannot nullify it. And she's able to collect... Uh, as a poor person, meaning even if she cuts off everybody in the community, but and now she's poor, she could still collect the leka shechupeya because that's considered hers. That's not considered getting from them. That's the Torah. Right. Exactly. So here's the shaila. The shaila the Gemara wants to know is: is it two independent statements? Meaning, she cut off everyone, every every person. Did she also cut off her husband? Is her husband included in that? So. How do you read it? Is it that she cut off all the people, but she, you're not allowed to nullify the vow because she still can get from her husband? Or her husband is also cut off, and why could she do it? Because she could collect it as a poor person. I mean, in other words, um, is the collecting as a poor person the only way she's going to get it? Or she's going to get it from her husband, because her husband was not cut off as part of the nether, and she could also get it as a poor person. In other words, when she cuts off all people, does her, is her husband included in that nether. That's the Shiloh in the Gemara. So the Gemara says, okay, fine, we'll get to the Mishnah. Now, fine. Let's say a, a person says, I don't want any Levi or Kayin to take anything from me. They're, they cannot benefit from me because he's trying to avoid giving them Truma Maiser. The halacha is no good. They could take Truma Maiser against his will. Why? Because Truma Maiser is, is, it belongs to the Kayhanim and, and the Levim. So therefore, the, the person can't prevent it. But, now that's where he cut off all Kayhanim and Levim. But what if he specifically said, elu, elu. instead of all kahanim, he just says, that kayan can't benefit from me. That levi can't benefit from me. The halacha is, other kahanim take it. Meaning, with the person, I don't own, let's say I have I have 100 apples. So two apples are truma. I don't own those two apples. They belong to kahanim. But I do have ownership, and that is I have rights to choose who gets it. That's the only ownership I have. So if I try to cut off all kahanim in the planet, and that's not going to work because you got to give it to somebody. So we're going to override you because that's in essence your way of trying to prevent them getting what the, what's theirs. But if you say, I'm willing to give it to every kind except for that guy. So I have the right to choose. That level of ownership I have and therefore that, that neder is chal because it's just cutting off a specific person. Now we'll, the Gemara will clarify. Now again, the one shaila I had and the Gemara is going to discuss it now, is that when she cuts off Labrios, all the Brios, does she also cut off her husband? Is her husband also included in Brios? Meaning, and then why would you not be nullifying it? Because she can get as a poor person. Or no, her husband's not included. She doesn't mean to include her husband, and therefore why she don't, you don't nullify it is because she can get from her husband. That, that's the Shaila. So, if she could get from her husband, then it's definitely... Then, yeah. then she wouldn't be considered poor. So True. You, you would have to... Oh, so right. that, a great question because you're saying it. If the husband is not cut off, then why are you mentioning a poor person? That's exactly the Gemara is bothered by this. Like, what's going on with the poor person? Is the husband included or not? So the Gemara says, Alma Efsha de delay. The Gemara's assumption, Efsha de delay, you can, she can get money from her husband. Alma, Michlal, de Meaning, the Gemara's assumption when you read the Mishnah is that when she cuts off everybody, she is not cutting off her husband. So the reason why you don't nullify the vow is because she's got enough money from her husband. Now here's the problem. This is what Adam's question, which is that if she didn't cut off the husband, then why are you mentioning the poor, poor, poor people thing? What does she need the poor people thing? She can collect like a shukopeya. Forget that. She has a husband. 
The Gemara says, That implies that you can't take from the husband, you could just take as a poor person. So like, which one is it? Are you taking money? Is she getting supported from her husband or from, from uh, the tzedakah? So the Gemara says, Amr Ula. Ula says this, Really, the husband is not included, and she can be, she can be supported from her husband. So why are you mention the poor poor person? The Gemara is just saying two things. It's two points. The Mishnah is saying, first of all, her husband is not included in other, so she's supported from her husband, so there's no reason to nullify the vow. And what if her husband is super poor and can't afford to support her? She can now get from like a shechupeya. No, but the point is the Gemara is trying to tr- prove to you that like a shechupeya is not from those people. It doesn't affect the nether. So the point is, if she makes another cutting off all Jews, her husband is not included, so you don't nullify the vow because she's still being supported from her husband. I, let's say her husband is dirt poor, can't support her, and the only way she'll get money is from other people, and she made a nether to them. You still don't have to nullify because like a shikhupe is not included. That's how you have to read the Mishnah. That's the first shot. Rava says, Rava says, no, I actually think that when she cuts off people, she cuts off her husband as well. So then, then the Mishnah reads very beautifully. The only reason why you don't nullify the vow is because the only source of income she's getting is like a shikhubeya, not her husband, because she got her husband uh, off as well. Umatam kamar, it's explaining. Matam Why do you not nullify the vow? Because the only source of income is like a shikhubeya. And we'll end with this. Rav Nachman Omar, Rav Nachman says, really, I, I, I go with the first chat, that really I think that your husband is not included in the nether. So why are you mentioning the poor people? So we said before, just in case the husband becomes poor, really her source of income is her husband. And the Mishnah is just saying that if her husband comes poor, she could also get money from Nagashupa. Rav Nachman just says very simply, he says, really the husband is not included and she could support from her husband. So why are you mentioning the poor people? So before we said, because maybe she'll become poor. No, the answer is very simple. Halkitani, Nizgarsha, why aren't you worried? Maybe she should nullify the vow, because what if she gets divorced, right? If she gets divorced, then her husband now becomes like everybody else, and it's included in the nether. And then how is she going to support herself? The answer is, in such a situation where she gets divorced, don't worry, she'll still be able to be supported from Leket Shechupeya. I will stop here.